Welcome back to the Mill Tech Podcast. As always, Nate Antomaso and Evan Knowles here. This week, we talk about what everybody in the tech world is talking about, Apple. The iPhone, the Apple Watch, iOS 12, it's all coming out this week. Some big changes, some small changes, mixed reactions. We're going to cover it all. Let's do it. All right, welcome back to the Middle Tech Podcast. Once again, my name is Nate Antetomaso, and I am coming at you live from Chicago, Illinois. I got to get used to saying that. And then I'm here, of course, <laughs> with Evan. Evan, how are you doing? I'm doing well, man. I'm tired, but... Tired? Yeah. Evan is in Lexington. Him. Good old Lex. Why are you tired? I don't know. Just been a long day. Had a bunch of family over. Didn't get in much Lexington? Sleep yeah. No. They came uh, from... Oh, okay. You went over to E-Town again? Yeah. I thought you meant you had them all in your apartment. I was like, that'd be a yeah. little bit of a tight fit. No. Uh, you're going... You're getting up early in the morning, right? Yeah, I gotta get up at like 3.45 and fly to Kalamazoo, Michigan. <laughs> what a random place. So I'm going to sleep as soon as we finish recording this. Yeah. I'll uh, I'll I'll take care of the editing. No worries. <laughs> um, cool. So yeah, let's let's get you to bed. Let's go get on into it. Um, so we covered in one of our episodes. It feels like it was a long time ago, um, but it was just a few months ago. We covered the uh, all the software for the new iPhone announcement that they had, or the new mm-hmm. iOS announcement. We went through all the features of iOS twelve. Um, what was going to be included in it, all that kind of stuff. And one of the big things that we harked on with that was uh, the screen time feature. Um, Yeah, all all the different controls um, that people could do for digital health type stuff. Uh, So that was a few months ago. Like always, they introduced the software first, and then they go into hardware. So just this past week, they had their iPhone event, and I'm sure everybody's kind of seen the big highlights of, of what uh, what Apple introduced at that. So I guess we'll go over that quickly and then we'll kind of just dive into uh, some more insight into it and then what we think. Yeah, yeah, sounds good. This uh, this event was definitely, definitely very hardware focused. Uh, yeah. But, you know, they definitely showed off not only hardware for their product, but they showed off their new facility, uh, new Apple. Yeah, yeah that's theater. true. Which was awesome. Did they you watch that video? A whole intro, yeah. That was cool. Yeah, the Mission Impossible style intro that they did. Yeah, I was wondering if that was going to be an advertisement for something, but I guess it didn't turn out to be. Yeah. they. So they had last year, I think when they introduced the iPhone ten. I keep wanting to say X. I've had to like go over it in my head before we started recording that it's 10. Uh the iPhone 10 was like the first one that they uh, they had the event at the Steve Jobs Theater, which is on the Apple Campus 2. Is that what they're calling it? Oh, no, they're calling it. Well, I think they call it the Infinite Loop. Infinite Loop, yeah. But it's like their second campus, and they, they yeah, still have yeah. a bunch of people over at the old one. So, um, yeah, so they kind of – it was like still under construction during that event or something. So this was the first time – they like fully showed it off and they had that video 
and if you look at any of the the press stuff, um, you know, all the press people who were there that were taking pictures, it looks crazy, dude. Like it, it just yeah. looks like you're stepping into the future. Yeah, that's that's kind of how I felt when I watched that that event was it just felt like not only is there hardware and software that everybody uses every day, you know, a, a top notch uh, product, but so is where their employees work every day. And that probably mm-hmm. uh, can be attributed to and add to the value that, you know, the employees put into the products. Uh, they probably go to work every day and feel like they're very motivated and they're building part of the future because their workspace looks like that. Yeah. Just, I can't imagine how much that costs. And uh, on some level, it's, you know, it's an expensive, you know, HR and facilities and employee health and employee happiness and all that kind of stuff. But it's also marketing. Like they're, oh yeah, their location, their office is part of their brand. Yeah. When I was out there, I went out there a couple of years ago while they were building it and they had the whole structure pretty much built. They're putting on some of the windows and uh, the solar panels on the top and we pulled up next to it and it's hard to describe. You can't describe how big it is because uh, yeah. the pictures that you see online just don't do it justice. It's it's one of the biggest buildings I've ever seen, and it just looks like it's out of a movie, a sci-fi movie. It's it's amazing. That's so cool. I want to see it so badly. I gotta I gotta That's get up there nice. just to that area in general. Like I host a tech podcast, and I haven't been to San Francisco, so <laughs> I feel we'll like we go, we'll go to TechCrunch or something. Let's do it. Um, okay. So just the quick, I guess, overview, um, you know, everybody's probably heard they introduced three iPhones, the iPhone 10s, the 10s max and the 10 R, uh, the 10 S is the direct, um, descendant of the 10. Um, but the screen's better. It's more dense, 458 pixels per inch, which is a shit ton. Uh, it's a super retina screen. So, you know, all their screens have been retina. I guess this is now the next level. Um, the camera's better, dual 12 megapixel camera with depth control, all that kind of stuff. Uh, and it's the, the same price as the 10 was last year. Uh, they then did the 10S Max, which kind of, I think, takes a signal from like the 7 Plus and the 8 Plus and all those, like the bigger phones that were popular. Um, it's basically the same phone, but bigger and more expensive. Uh, and then they released a budget and I'm doing air quotes for budget model because uh, it's $750, but it's the, <laughs> <laughs> the 10R, uh, which the size-wise, it's like in between the, the 10S and the Max. Um, and it only has one camera, uh, and it's an LCD screen instead of an OLED screen. And that's actually not coming out for another month, um, but that's kind of their, their budget modern phone. And then they kept around the 7s, the 8s, um, and then they got rid of the 10. Um, so it's 7, 8, uh, 10S, 10S Max, and R. Um, so the true budget, I guess you could say, is just an old phone. Yeah. Yeah, I was, uh, I mean, as far as the hardware goes, there weren't, weren't any, like, gigantic improvements. I was pretty impressed by the new camera. The depth control mm-hmm. was pretty impressive. That's, that's something that's yeah, really cool. That's a really cool feature. So that's, like, portrait mode, but you can adjust it, right? Yeah, yeah. That I think with uh, with the ten they came out with like all those portrait settings. Like, have you used those where you can like no, make it I look like your? I've used portrait mode, but I haven't used the different different styles. Yeah, I remember when portrait mode came out a couple of years ago with like with the seven. Uh, 
it, like everybody wanted to post a portrait mode picture and like if you scroll through instagram every picture was portrait mode and now it's kind of like fallen out of the popular use for that i wonder if this will bring it back because it'll be so much more depth literally depth to it yeah um, yeah i mean it's great for selfies and it's great for individual pictures mm-hmm. but I just, I just think it, a lot of people um when you're taking group photos or you're on the move, it's just easier to open up your, your regular camera. So, yeah. Uh, so what is your thoughts? I kind of highlighted it when I was just doing the overview, the, the pricing of these, I mean, the max is the most expensive one they've ever released at $1,100. That comes only a year after the most expensive one they ever released before that the, the yeah. 10 was a thousand. It just seems like the price keeps creeping upwards. Yeah, I mean, uh, they know they know people are going to keep buying them. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I bought the X right when it came out. I have a ton of friends that bought it right when it came out. Um, uh, this will be the same situation. I mean, they're continually improving the phones. I mean, that's the best phone uh, when you take into effect software and hardware and all working together. It's, it's. I think it's hands down the best phone on the market, but. Uh, they just understand that people are going to buy it because one, they have the best brand in the world and two, yeah. uh, it's just quality. Uh, and that's and, literally the brand paying dividends then with the cost absolutely. of the phone. Yeah. Um, I mean, their brand is worth more than most, most companies altogether. Like if you just separated the value of their brand, mm-hmm. it's in the tens of billions of dollars. Yeah. So it, it's you know worth more than most companies. Um, but I think the hardware and the capability of the phone justify the price as well. Um, I mean, it, it just makes everybody's life so much more efficient uh, as far as communication goes. Um, and now they're starting to add in these layers of health. You can't really put a price on health. So I think that they're yeah. going to start um, you know, raise the price and people are going to continue to pay because the features they're adding are, are worth it and so is the brand. Yeah. Well, let's. I'll talk about my thought on the price real quick and then let's jump into health. I think, I mean, they're a private company. They can charge whatever they want to charge for their products. Um, I think the reason people have such difficulty kind of grasping the cost is because because their brand is so good. Everybody wants an iPhone, and everybody has an iPhone. And it's almost seen as a basic right in a way. Um, it's, it's seen as an equalizing factor. Everybody has a smartphone. Um, and most people have iPhones still to this day in America. It's barely most people, but they still have iPhones. Um, and so when you, when you start to have this ubiquitous thing that everybody feels entitled to, and then all of a sudden it's now $300 more than it was two years ago, and the budget one is the same price as what the most expensive one was three years ago, uh, it's, it's a hard pill to swallow. Um, and I think that's why they're they're keeping around a, a three-year-old phone at this point, the seven. Uh, they didn't used to do that. And I think it's because they're realizing they're they're trying to get this, they're trying to squeeze more money out of power users and everything, but they they realize they can't do that with everybody. So I think they're trying to balance the ubiquitous brand with the exclusive brand. And I don't know how well they're doing that. I think the ubiquitous part doesn't get the ubiquitous probably wrong word there, but it just doesn't get the attention it needs as having budget options because they promote their, their high level brand and their exclusivity. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, some the way that I've you know kind of heard and and I start I'm starting to look at smartphones and uh, the iPhone is it's just like buying uh, a, like a limb like it's a part of our body now like yeah I can't even imagine leaving the house without my my iPhone mm-hmm. uh, they know that uh, and I think society has come to accept that and so that allows Apple to charge these. Thousand dollar, thousand one hundred dollar pricing for their phones because it's such a necessity. Do do you think there'll ever be a point where it truly is like truly is a necessity to the point where it has to be subsidized or there has to be some kind of welfare or something like that where there's going to have to be a way that people can get this new technology at a much cheaper price? It's not that expensive yet. Like a thousand dollars, you know, it's definitely expensive, but for a grand for scheme us, of things, that expensive. But for a lot of people, it is. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's for the majority of the world, it's it's very it's too expensive. But mm-hmm. for, I don't think we're going to see you know the government subsidize it. I, I think that where we're you know this would be a good bridge for healthcare. I think we'll where where we will see subsid subsidies will be uh, you know healthcare providers or you know insurance companies. Uh, you know, helping, you know, their patients and their customers afford it because they're getting a ton of data from their customers, which then adds to their business value. So I think uh, it's not going to be the government. I think it's going to be private companies and you're buying, you know, services from them. And with those services come, you know, subsidies for iPhones, or maybe they even give you, you know, an Apple watch. Maybe that's part of your uh, contract. I know a lot of plans do already. They'll, they'll give you the, I think it started with the Fitbits when those were really popular. And now a lot of them even do Apple watches. Um, yeah. But that'll be even more so the case with the new one because of all that, that health stuff. Do you kind of want to get into what it has and then what you think about it? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, the, the newest watch has uh, a few of the you know, things on the outside are, you know, a bigger screen. It's like 32% bigger, 35% bigger, yeah. somewhere in that range, depending on which one you buy. Um, it's sleeker, so it's slimmer. Uh, it's got an improved uh, knob. I don't know what they call that little knob. It's amazing how they find ways to improve these little tiny yeah. things, but at the same time, it makes such a big difference. When you, when I was watching the the keynote, I was like, "Oh my god, this is like revolutionary!" And then I like sit back and think about it, and it's like, "Oh yeah, the knob's better." Like <laughs> they do such a good job of like advertising these changes. Yeah, no, they do. I mean, it's Johnny Ive and his voice and mm-hmm. the graphic design and motion graphics that they have are just unbelievable. It just works. <laughs> that, that's my favorite line. <laughs> <laughs> He's uh, he needs to you know contract his voice out to some other companies. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's but, uh, it's part of the brand though. I don't think you. Can oh, work. absolutely, absolutely. I'm sure you can price his voice at five hundred million dollars. <laughs> Whatever return. Like yeah. Um. So yeah, it's got that stuff, and then it has like the ECG in it, right? Or that's the wrong. Yeah, word. ECG and uh, affibulation sensor, a false sensor. Uh, yeah. So some great health, you know, sensors that that make a huge difference. Um, you know, those heart sensors have never been put on a device like this, a consumer device. They're mm-hmm. FDA approved. Uh, 
Um, so that's going to take the watch and Apple to a whole new level within the healthcare industry. They haven't like really tapped into that the way that they can. So it's, they're yeah. going to start to realize their full potential in that in that gigantic industry. And that's where wearables really start to find their fit. I think. Um, oh, absolutely. Just just like we were talking um, the, yet last week, we were talking about you know when voice devices are going to start to find their fit. I think wearables at first it was just oh it's cool I can look at a text on my wrist, but once you start to have really hardcore health capabilities, that's when it really starts to make sense for the majority of users and will be worth it. And that's why insurance companies are buying them for users. Absolutely. Yeah, Apple, whether it's Apple or Fitbit or Garmin or you know, Samsung or Google, people are gonna it's gonna be just like the iPhone. It's gonna be a necessity to have a wearable because there's this idea of uh, the quantified self revolution, mm-hmm. which um, you know, basically you track every metric about yourself, your health, your yeah. um, physical activity, um, you know, your uh, social activities throughout the day, your GPS follows you and, and learns where you're doing each day and optimizes your workflows. So there's yeah. this idea of you know, quantifying everything you do. And the only way that's possible is to have a wearable. Um, and so that's, that's what Apple's moving towards. They're, they own the majority of the market there. Uh, Fitbit uh, and Samsung are, you know, following. Um, mm-hmm. But that whole idea of, you know, quantifying everything you do is is going to be just as big of a revolution as the smartphone industry because it's going to give us new insights into the whole human race, not just individuals. But once you collect that data and do it on a macro, um, it's going to mm-hmm. you know, produce some results that, you know, previously have never been realized. That's scary though. Like it on it. I mean, when you have any kind of big data like that, there's, there's so many applications that you can use to improve processes and and make stuff more efficient and more effective. Um, At the same time, that's scary. Like, I don't know if I want to see the exact amount of calories I burn every day, the exact amount of steps I take every day, the exact heartbeat that I'm, I'm currently beating all that kind of stuff. I just, I, I get it and it's going to happen, but there, there's a part of me that's just like, it's too much because I'll, I'll always be trying to be better. And if I know everything all the time, I'm going to never. Yeah. Settle. I mean, it can make people parent. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that could, yeah. I mean, I see what you're saying, but at the yeah. same time, just like with any technology, like it's going to scare people. But at the end of the day, you know, hopefully I think in this case, it's definitely going to be majority uh, positive for society. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just never happened, you know, like with most big changes in technology, it brings you know, these huge movements. Um, and this is just a piece of the internet of things. You know, we've talked about internet of things several times on this podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah, this that's is true. personal internet of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's just a piece of that whole big data and sensor play. That's going to you know become ubiquitous and, connect everything in the world but this is for personal use which is probably going to be the first to be adopted um the first major well-known adoption of iot is going to be smartwatches. you know it's already happening everywhere in our street lights and cars and mm-hmm. uh, smartphones and manufacturing but the, the first consumer major use of iot is going to be a smartwatch and um, followed by smart homes um, so uh- Apple's doing both of those things, but it makes a ton of sense. Yeah. I think the next 
wearable that's going to track your health is what's in your ears right now, the AirPods. Yeah. Being, being that close, you know, being in your ear and then you know, that close to your brain, I'm sure that in five, ten years, there's going to be so many sensors they can have in there that are just going to completely track Absolutely. everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I wonder if that's – everyone thought they were going to release new AirPods um, at, at the same event. I don't know what they do for the AirPods. Though. I don't know what, what to add other than well, maybe it would be mainly, sound quality. I think the sound quality and the battery, um, but the, the case was going to be the main thing. It was going to be the wireless charging case. Um, which is the same technology that's in the phones now. Because um, a year ago, they they announced Air Power, which is like, you know, those char- wireless charging mats. Yeah, it was that, but it would be able to do three devices. You could, they showed this picture that I totally geeked out over. You could like put your phone, your Apple Watch, and your AirPods just all down on the mat and they would all charge. Um, so it was a big charging mat. And the idea was you could like, you could just place anything anywhere on there and it would work. Um, it just be, it would just work in the, the Apple words. Um, but I think that's, what's holding it up because, um, because it's like super difficult circuit wise to just have power everywhere on that thing. Um, so that they had didn't mention it at all. People are wondering if it's even going to come out, but that's the reason why it's being delayed. I wonder if that's going to allow them, to release more advanced AirPods without kind of having this middle step. Yeah. I mean, I've got the AirPods and they, uh, they're definitely game changing. Uh, they're I so love convenient them. too. They're just so yeah. freaking convenient. Yeah. I think the battery is actually really good. Mm-hmm. The battery is great. Um, if I the case the- didn't charge them, it would be an issue, but because the, yeah. the case can charge it. Yeah. Um, I've never had an issue with sound quality. They stay in my ear. So, I mean, I'm not too worried about an update for the you know AirPods, but I mean, I'm sure they're going to start adding some other sensors and stuff like you said. Yeah, and then it'll all just be accessible on your wrist. I'm excited about the glasses. We touched on that before in a different episode, but they're working on AR glasses, and that'll be huge. Yeah, that'll be nuts. I mean... All this uh, talk about artificial intelligence, we talked a lot about it in the last episode. Uh, artificial intelligence is just, uh, you know, a new phase of computing and um, and data, and we've got to have ways to interact with that. And so voice is one. The Alexa is one way to interact with AI, uh, and mm-hmm. then AR is going to be the second. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just the next step uh, in having an interface with all of that. And Apple's no doubt working on it. I mean, they've just, they've been acquiring several companies that make the lenses and technology behind um, the, the displays. Yeah. Um, it's so. coming. Absolutely. And, yeah. Snapchat, you know, released, you know, their spectacles, which is, you know, an early form of AR, even though it doesn't have you know, any AR in it, it's still getting people more comfortable with the idea of wearing, you know, technology embedded glasses. Mm-hmm. Google failed a few years ago, just way yeah, too early. Glass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Google Glass is actually really big uh, in industry. Like a lot of warehouse um, workers wear them to see where stuff is. Um, it's it's been really big in like uh, more blue collar industry type jobs. 
I think they're selling really well in that space. Um, but yeah, I think that's kind of a, that's kind of a good place to end. And I think it shows like some people were a little disappointed this year that it was, it's an S year, you know, it's a, it's a minor, relatively minor upgrade year. Gap year almost. But it's because they're working on all these technologies. And this, I think, I don't know what the stock did, but I know the sentiment for Apple always goes down after the S year announcements. But I think that crash in the long run, it's just, it's a normal progression of things.